0: in ukraine COVID, the biden presidency and the elections you are listening to the john DePetro show well folks good afternoon you're listening to the john DePetro show it's am 1380 and 99.9 9 fm on is uh this is a good gardening day as i would like to describe it a good gardening day it is wednesday it's um well, we're going to get into it. It's it's not an easy time to be a resident of the Ocean State. And um, as I was mentioning last hour, and we're going to talk about it, um, I think last night or yesterday afternoon, people get a hint of just how deep the corruption is. And the corruption is obviously very deep. Uh, I'm also going to argue there's a a lack of leadership here um both within the state and then it also um with the the republican party i also want to welcome everybody in and um folks we've been working on a story so i apologize we're a little just coming on the air with uh everybody with facebook live but we have um we have big news on this wednesday and I'm gonna share it with everybody and it's it's slowly coming in, everyone. I'm gonna once we get a little more of a crowd, I'm gonna show everyone exactly what we have. But if you find my page, it's Sean DePietro Show, and then you can um, certainly sign on that way. So it is Wednesday, it is June fifteenth. I um I'm still it that, that was pretty rough to watch what would happen with the with the statehouse yesterday. I'm gonna tell you about that. I also wanna start off two things. Number one and again, folks, uh, it's the John DiPietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. It's 12.07 on this Wednesday. This portion of the program, <coughs> Ron's Pastry Gourmet, they're going to be back this weekend. Yes, they closed down, but you can see them this weekend. Ron and Melissa, they'll be there right near Bank of America on Atwell's Avenue. There's a big Federal Hill Festival, and you can find Ron's Pastry Gourmet, and they'll have the Trump 2024 uh, delicious, the most delicious chocolate donut you'll ever have in your life, and also the um, the delicious calzones that they're known for. And so, what we're going to do going forward is, as much as uh, Ron's pastry gourmet, they, Ron is gonna, you know, listen. He's been doing it a long time. He's just trying to cut back a little bit. So they're not. That was a grind every day. He'd be in there very early. But you can find them this weekend. Right there, delicious calzones right near the Bank of America on Apples Avenue, and it's the Federal Hill Plaza. Folks, this is also Father's Day weekend coming up, and PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop in, everything available, great selections for Father's Day, annuals, perennials, trees, and shrubs. This is where you want to shop, especially for all of our listeners and viewers in the Warwick area, East Greenwich area, North Kingstown area, especially Cranston PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, full-scale nursery, shop local, great service, everything quality, and they have a great selection for Father's Day. Large selection of beautiful patio pots, vegetable plants and herbs. They're open seven days a week. They work very, very hard. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, and especially Father's Day this weekend. So, folks, I also want to, um, yes, oh, okay, all right, we're getting to that. We just have some developing news as um if you if you check depetro.com um folks you're going to see it and i i want to tell you i um and especially those on facebook if you've been uh which a lot of people have been seeing our coverage with the missing person case of of Charlotte Lester a missing woman last seen may 16th and um and i have to uh, good afternoon everybody please share that you are Watching, as we as we um, always like to say, but um, I, I have to admit, even I'm a, I'm a little spooked at what we're able to come up with, because as many of you know, you know, the, the police have been staked out. Good afternoon to everybody on uh, Facebook Live as people are coming in. I apologize, folks. We're working uh, last minute. Uh, updating the website. petro.com has it. Hi there, Lisa Vespia. There's Wolf. Let me just say hello to a couple people. There's Christy. Hi there, Christy. Folks, sure that you're watching. You can also send stars. You know, if there was ever time to send stars, there's Betty Thomas. Folks, we're the first one, and I take pride in this, because um, not even the private investigator could find what we have uh, unveiled. Um, let me just uh, shoot that to someone, as a matter of fact. Um, not... Even Stan the PI could find him, but I did. We are the first ones, and I'm. Um, I have to admit, I don't have to admit. I will admit. I don't even like when um, people put. Um, we don't know that yet, Sherry. Has anyone reported? Still working on that. That's my next project. Um, but anyhow. So as many of you know, especially the Facebook crowd, but we've been covering this missing persons case out of Warwick It was May 16th. If you haven't seen it, you can read up on it. (coughs) A third search is taking place this Saturday. But we actually found I was able to get my hands on a picture of the owner of the home on Staples Avenue. And I want to remind people. So the love notes were found. Those are on depetro.com. Share to So then people can check that out. Um, we've been talking about it. Everything. There's very extensive information about the search, about the map. This is a missing person's case. I want to repeat. Charlotte Lester is a missing person. No one has been charged thus far. However, last seen May 16th, headed to the home on Staples Avenue. And I, I don't I by the way, I heard also that he has cut his hair, but no one could come up with a photo of the owner of staple on Staples Avenue, Mark Perkins. Now, during the search at Kent Hospital, some people did find some, quote, love notes. It seems that were turned over, police. I think somehow. Because the truck was left there, they could have been in the back and someone could have rummaged through. And I, I'm not sure how significant. Well, it could be significant. Police took the notes and evidence. But here it is. Now, it's on the website, dipetro.com Folks, there he is. And I want to, I don't know, it gives me, he gives me a creepy feeling. I'm holding up the photo. I want to be very clear. Just because I say someone gives me a, a creepy feeling, it doesn't mean I'm accusing him of something. It doesn't mean he's been charged with a crime. No one has been charged with a crime, Um, but there he is. Uh, Hmm, something about those eyes. The photo was taken some time ago. I'm not going to reveal how I got the photo. I'm not going to reveal how I got the photo. Those of you on Facebook Live can say, thank you, Juan. You produced something that no other media outlet, not even the private investigator, could come up with. And you can send stars. Something about that, hmm, he looked, it just gave me the creeps looking at him, and I, I want to, again, we're, um, okay, no problem, I no problem, I understand, I am going to talk about what happened at the state house yesterday, which is disgraceful, but disgraceful in a lot of different ways, disgraceful in a lot of different ways, but theory is, I'm going to leave it to others, He's a big guy. He has since cut his hair. Always with a baseball cap. I also have a photo of the brother. Boy, he looks a lot like the brother. Um, I, I, that was the first video I did. One of the brothers that lives over in Norwood. Uh, I'll post this. I, I think I posted this, but if not, it's definitely on video. He came over. That's one of the brothers. You can really see the resemblance. Um, boy, these guys have thick eyebrows. I don't have thick eyebrows like that. So you got to picture him tall, lanky, short hair, not long hair. There's the story that he had a fight with Charlotte Lester. It's my understanding that it was a relatively new relationship um, he clipped off his ponytail and threw it at her, so he now has would have short hair. But that's well. That tells you know. I I got a bad feeling when I finally was able to obtain his photo. And um, and 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 by the way, we're the only ones that have this. The reason why DiPietro.com staff put DiPietro.com on it is because otherwise people just steal. They just, they do, they, they steal things. I'm not going to mention who. There's just different people out there would lift it. Someone could still lift it and cut it off and just show the head, but he he seemed, well, again, I'm going to let the picture speak for itself, but I, I got a little bit of an eerie feeling when I um, saw the photo of him. So there's a lot of details on the search. If you'd like to help out, ideally... Boy, I get the creeps. And that's before all this happened. Um, It's my understanding, soft-spoken. And by the way, I'm sure he and his brothers are watching right now. So I know they've been following it. I keep repeating, no one has been charged. However, Warwick police have been camped out (coughs) at his house for close to a month now. Um, Well, they arrived, as I said. I'm going to talk about the two-way situation, the Second Amendment. I'm going to talk about that. But they arrived, they went to question him on either the 19th or the 20th, and then they arrived at his house with a search warrant, and they've been there since Saturday, May 21st. Now, we're still trying to get confirmed. I've heard they may have his truck. That is not, that is an unconfirmed report. I also want to repeat for people, don't believe some of the things that other, there were other people, Somewhat tied in with this, I just consider them a distraction. Um, I I was able to obtain this photo from from no one that I have interviewed with the case. An outside individual that knew I was looking to get a photo of the of the individual, but they were still there on the 28th. So that's one week. Then the police were still there on June 4th. That's two weeks. They were still there on June 11th, which would make it three weeks. And then this Saturday, May 18th, it'll basically be the fourth Saturday in a row that the police have declared that house a crime scene. So not to go over the entire case again, but anyone in law enforcement knows, listen, they found something. You can't stay at someone's house in the United States of America this long unless you found something. We also heard the septic tank was drained. They, whatever police, and again, it's also unclear I want to be very clear about this. It is unclear. A lot of times you wouldn't find out until there's a court hearing. We don't know whether or not he didn't let them into the house. Uh, They obviously went to the house to talk to him. Charlotte Lester has been missing since Monday night. May 16th was the last time she was seen. Headed up to Staples Avenue to that home. Um, He may have said, do you have a warrant? He's not a a kid. Police said, no, we'd like to come in and talk to you. Mind if we look around? Do you have a warrant? No, you can't come into my house. Maybe you went outside to talk to them. Uh, They came back with a warrant, and they haven't left the house. So, as Lieutenant Gannon said, that's pretty telling. They're sitting on the house. At one point, they had two police. Now, there's one police officer 24-7. If you haven't seen it, I do have the video posted on the website. But, um... That is an eerie, to me, that's an eerie fief, uh, photo. It is. And that, I'm, not, I'm not saying guilt or innocence. I'm not accusing anyone. Uh, and I know some of his family say, you know, oh, and, uh, you know, Juan after dark keeps going to that house. Well, there's work police there. That is a crime scene. That's what the yellow tape is. If, if the tape wasn't there, I'd be less inclined to go there. They're sitting on the house. It's fair game. Uh, in my suggestion those people is stop ripping down the posters. <clears throat> Here's the other thing. And I haven't, anyone that knows something, listen, it, the, the walls are closing in. I, I think this Saturday, you know, I mean, we're going to find out. The search is not going away. The police are not going away. They're building a case. Whoever knows something, you'd be better off confessing and turning yourself in instead of just trying to play. They're trying to play this game. It's like a game of chicken with the police. Uh, I want to repeat, I, I don't think the police, Warwick police, would be there if they didn't feel that it wasn't justified. So you can see the photo. Uh, again, it's on the website, petro.com, And uh, it is. It, it gave me an eerie feeling when I was finally able to see him because that, that tells me something. Someone can easily say, you can't, you're not allowed to profile. I profile that look, that demeanor, those eyes. that tells me plenty. Now there's also a lot more details on the website, uh, water search details for a missing woman release. It's going to be Saturday at Belmont Park, uh, and there's plenty of information there as a matter of fact, and we'll obviously be doing a, a live stream. Um, The dog was found there. And I want to remind people, I would just ignore various individuals posting things online. Uh, This is a missing persons case. No one has been charged with anything involving this. I think it would be interesting if they had his truck. I'm trying to find that out from the work police. We know they have his house. Um, Do they have his phones? We don't know that. Do they have a computer? We don't know that. Um, do they have access to credit card purchases? I, we, You know, a lot of this is an unknown. Um, the Warwick police are working the case. You have to rely on the Warwick police. But that photo, at least now, when someone sees someone, tall, lanky, supposedly cut off the hair, at least then you'd have an idea of what the individual looks like. Excuse me. <laughs> Folks, this portion of the John DiPietro Show is brought to by Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV. 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5 in Smithfield. Now listen, if you need an air conditioner, if you need any appliance, pop it and see them. They've been in business since 1963, uh, and they're terrific. And they're locally, you know, local family run. They offer tremendous discounts, large retail, better than large uh Retail outlets, new generation of kitchen, laundry appliances, beautiful cooking, showroom. I like you deal directly with the owner. It's Jay's Broadway Appliance. And remember, they will match or beat any package deal. 47 Cedar Swamp Road, that's Route 5 in Smithfield. You pull right up to the front door. They're open Monday through Friday from 10 to 5, Saturday and Sunday by appointment. Saturday and Sunday by appointment means you just get extra attention. A lot of people say, listen, I need some appliances, we're gonna redo our home, or we're gonna redo our kitchen, whatever, and I wanna make an appointment for an hour, then fine, then make an appointment. But they have a great selection, Weber grills on display, pop in this afternoon, air conditioners, windows or built-in walls for senior apartments, washers, dryers, dishwashers, or refrigerators. It's Jay's Broadway Appliance. And pop in, and as always, you can always say Juan sent you. Folks, you hear me mention the website, Depetro.com, and Depetro.com, which is brought to you by the Senadale Revival. Now, we also have various links on the website. There's a lot of exclusive video and information. There's a lot of original content on the website, stuff you don't get anywhere else. It's all right there, and it's brought to you by the Senadale Revival, 2025 Smith Street, North Providence. Tomorrow night, Celtics, Golden State. I'm going to talk about that a little bit next hour, only because it's kind of comical how the Boston fans... I just laugh. We laugh about it around here. The Golden State, they're not laughing. They're mortified. They're horrified. There's a really funny piece in this morning's Boston Globe, of course, by Beth Tadell, who I think is a great writer. But Saturday of Revival, the game on, have a, a raucous crowd. 2025 Smith Street, North Providence, Shane and Company, they do a great job. So, just to sum up, there's a lot of information... Exclusive information on the Charlotte Lester case, uh, and it's on the website to petro.com. Boy, he is. I I, I am not making, um, uh, oh, okay, okay. (laughs) Um, I'm just stating, I, um, I, I am not, and I know they're watching right now. I, I'm not saying he's guilty. I'm not saying that he committed a crime. What I am saying, and I'll talk directly to the owner of the home on Staples Avenue, is I know you're upset that I'm covering the case. And by the way, those on Facebook can send stars, and thank you. Listen, I'll talk to you and your brothers. I, listen, I get it. You guys, you know, rough and tumble and big guys and <clears throat> the three of you. I get that you're normally, you intimidate people. Um, <clears throat> your beef is not with me. Your beef is with the Warwick police. They're sitting on your brother's house on Staples Avenue. So all of this, you know, that guy and he, can- yeah, hey, it's a missing person case. I've, I've talked to the Warwick police My question to the work police, do you have any problem with any of my coverage? Answer, One, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, well, we don't like you going in front of his house on Staples Avenue. Police are there. It's still a crime scene. As a member of the press, and I'm trying to be polite here to the brothers, but I hear from different people, hey, listen, that's a crime scene. Well, I don't see Channel 10 there. Hey, take, then good, then Channel 10's doing you a favor. Well, how come Channel 12's not there? Well, then Channel 12 is doing you a favor. <clears throat> this is a missing person case that I am intrigued by. We're staying with the story. Uh, I've gotten to know various people with the story. We have advanced the story, and we're going to see this story to its conclusion. So the brothers of the of Perkins that owns the house in Staple, he doesn't like That we go and continue to focus on the case. Yeah, that's what I think, okay? Like, who do you think you're talking to? Oh, good. I'll tell you what. Why why doesn't everybody get a hobby or get a job? Here's a little advice for the Perkins brothers. Stop ripping down flyers in and around Norwood Avenue, okay? Blank you, you don't like my coverage. Yeah, I'm sure you don't. Tells me we're getting warmer. Let me explain something to the owner on Staples and some of the family. We we're just just we're not going away. Yeah, I get it. Channel 10, Channel 12, you but we we're not we don't operate that way. Okay? We are on this. We are making progress. We're learning more about it. There's slow developments. It's not like Warwick Police have put it on the back shelf. I checked in with the, the Warwick police and they told me absolutely. This is an important case to them, so if it's an important case to them and it's an important case to the Lester family, then then it's an important case to me, and we're going to continue to follow it. Well, you know, they want you to know they don't appreciate the coverage. Yeah, too blanking bad. Like I care. <coughs> oh, you don't like it? Get in line. Yeah, go go check with some of the thieves at the state house. See how they like some of my coverage. Talk to Raimondo and Alorza, there's a long line of thieves and individuals and crooks and people behind bars. Who did not like the coverage of The Chosen One. Do you think that makes me uncomfortable? I get it, following me around, having your friends follow me around. I totally get that. You know it was a dicey situation. When I was in Ukraine, now that, that was a dicey situation, okay? A bunch of busted out, homeless looking construction workers that are ripping down posters and hiding from people, don't exactly you know, give me the heebie-jeebies. So Ukraine with a language barrier, when they warn you you're entering an area of conflict and war zone. That gave one pot a one that gave one pause uh, a, a bunch of homeless looking bums that somehow have residences that not exactly. So this is my answer to team Perkins. The coverage is continuing too bad. <clears throat> you don't like it. Talk to attorney Tim Dodd, our attorney on speed dial, the attorney of the chosen one. You ever, Hey, too bad. So as long as Staples Avenue is a crime scene, we're going to go to Staples Avenue. And here's, here's another thing, even when, if they take down the crime scene tape, hey, still a public street, every right to be there. So the coverage, my message to uh, the Norwood goons near Belmont Park where the dog was found, how did that happen? Who screwed that up? Who screwed up the dog? How'd the dog get loose? See, as Mickey Rourke said in Body Heat, to to um, Mickey Rourke told William Hurt that famous scene in Body Heat. Every time you're gonna commit a serious crime, there's 50 ways you can screw it up. If you can think of 25, you're a genius. And what does Mickey Rourke say? And that, by the way, that was his first picture. It was like a breakout role for him. He was like, and you ain't, you know, no genius. This is when. Mickey Rourke was uh, in one of his first acting roles before he lost his mind. This was uh, before Diner. This was um, before the Pope of Greenwich Village and before The Wrestler, where he then, you know, reclaimed his status. <clears throat> but but um, that was when he was trying to show William Hurt in the film Body Heat, how you could um, set uh, an explosive for, for arson. So, but the the point is, you know, every time you're trying something like that, Um, mistakes are made like I haven't even there's evidence and things and clues that I haven't even touched on yet because we're we're dropping them at a time so I mean I think I have a good idea who brought the truck to Kent Hospital I'm not saying it just yet we're working on it but no I I have a pretty good idea how that went down but we're not going to say anything just yet we're going to continue the search how'd the dog get loose you know, it, it must have been, again, if I want to talk to uh, that crew, it must have, uh, can you imagine freaking out and the dog gets loose? Charlotte Lester's dog gets loose and it's like four o'clock in the morning and the window is closing because it's going to be daylight within an hour. Right. So <clears throat> um, as much as I'd like to say, I wish I had a picture, a video of that, there, there could be a video, a picture of that. So now, enough about that, enough about that, because we have a lot more to go on that. But that is, I don't want to say it's not a break, but now the public knows. Now the public can kind of be on the lookout. And, and I want to be very clear. What did I post? There is an individual that lives on Staples Avenue where police have been since May 21st. And then some love notes signed from Mark to Charlotte were found behind Ken Hospital. So all I did was post a picture of the person that owns the home who happens to live on Staples Avenue. I did not put that. And because there has been no one charged. No one's been charged at a crime. I didn't list that anyone is a suspect. I didn't even list that he's a person of interest. I just stated here's a picture of the person that owns the home on Staples Avenue. and, and. Uh, As far as the the other individual, the brother, I was doing a live stream. He came walking up to me. So he's the one that chose to approach someone who's doing a live stream. I don't know what to tell you. Um, So they can complain. I get that. But just, you know, my message to them is you should cooperate. Maybe you have cooperated. I don't know. It's an unsolved. It is a missing person case. But I want to be very clear that sending messages through different people to tell me to like back off. <laughs> Let me explain something. It's having the opposite effect. Like, what do you, what do you, what do you, do you think I'm blanking pork boy or something? Right? You think I'm him or like fat Allen? They don't even leave their homes. They, they wouldn't go downtown. How much more do we have to do? <clears throat> you know, when, when you're willing to stand in the middle of a Black Lives Matter riot, and film that. Don't exactly get thrown off by homeless-looking bums that are like, you know, we don't appreciate the cover. Yeah, blank you. And no, no, that that is your your. You know, I have, there's a huge mistake misunderstanding here. <clears throat> if you think you're talking a fat Allen a Park Boy, okay, I guarantee you with them it would work. They don't even leave their homes, but they, they, we're not. And, and, and I'll also say this if, if, the, if law enforcement said, hey, you know, something is impeding investigation, we would think about it, by the way. Um, we, we, uh, so far, people seem to appreciate the coverage. The coverage is going to continue. We are slowly learning little things. And I also want to remind people that the work police are investigating this case. We don't know what the work police knows. They just don't. And, and, and many of you also need to realize the the law enforcement is under no obligation to share information they have w- with a case. You know, it is true many times. And for some of the people that say, I think everyone should just let the police do their job. That that's that. OK, that's one opinion. I don't think it's an accurate one. And I certainly don't agree with it. If anything, I find that annoying. Um but law enforcement as we know they come to the public many times and they use social media many times. Cranston police are constantly posting. This person caught on a video camera robbed someone <coughs> at um at the bank in Cranston. You know, I posted that one some one time, uh, several times. We do that a lot. And someone said, "You know, I don't know. What if that person was just making a withdrawal? Could they, you know, sue you or something?" Well, the Cranston police are the ones that put out the blanking photo. It's not like I went to the bank and I'm taking pictures and then posting it. No, the the, the media is sending out the information. I, I, I fully get it. There has to be a level of trust. I cannot recall anything in recent memory that Cranston police, state police, work police have put something out that proved to be incorrect to the public. I am I am unfamiliar with anything of recent note that, you know, it takes them a while before they hit that stage. <clears throat> so, and I, I just want to finish the point. So those that say, you know, I think everyone should just sit back and let the police do their job. Well, again, I want to stay with how much police release information to the media. Still shots of video, uh, camera shots, uh, license plates, vehicles, they, they're filled with them. social media. If I go on, um, if I were to log on to the Channel 10 website right now, I just saw another one. Channel 10 has this some guy in, um, he's vandalizing <clears throat> boats in the Navy Yard, um, shipyard, excuse me, or something down in, in the Newport area. And um, police released his photo to the media, but especially NBC 10, and they have a photo of of that individual that they're trying to um, that they, that they're trying to locate, so it's 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 very very common that 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 type of thing goes on, and I also get that some people are not they're probably unaware of this because many people are not on social media. A lot of people have different. Um, here's here's the thing. Channel Twelve website. Police searching for missing three-year-old boy in Lowell. Now the police released some photos of the young boy. What why are they doing that? <clears throat> because they want the public's help to try to locate uh that boy. Channel 12 has the story. Murder victim's last words offer clue in cold case. Again, law enforcement seeking help from the public. So th- this whole notion that it's 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 law enforcement engaging the public many times to help them solve cases. But I, I think some of this is simply because um, not all of it, but it could just because some people are um, unfamiliar with, with how social media. If, if I log on and again, folks, at 1238, <clears throat> if I go to Instagram and I go to the um, Cranston Police uh, Instagram page they have there's another one 66 uh, six, the suspect depicted these image shoplifted bottles of alcohol at 212 Garfield Avenue and they're very clear pictures so here's an example now do you think the police are saying so just in case and, and what does it say if anyone can assist with identifying this suspect contact detective Lee Son and there's the phone number so there you go there's Cranston Police reaching out to law enforcement. Here is the bank robbery suspect. The the bank robbery suspect in this photo, first of all, they had two of them. Cranston Police Department occurred bank robbery seeking the public's help. They showed this picture. This was the one that someone sent me a note saying, I don't think you should be sharing that. You're interfering with the police. And my response is, I don't think you know what you're talking about. Because they said anonymous tips can be sent or contact Cranston Police. And then they had the bank robbery suspect in the photo was identified as Bentley Jeremy, age 26, of Providence. You know, they found out because they put the blanking photo out. So this business of I don't think people should, I don't think you know what you're talking about. Well, I'm entitled to my opinion. Yeah, you're, it, that, that's not even having an opinion. That's just being like a Gladys Kravitz, you know, crab. That that, that, that that doesn't serve anything. You go to the Cranston uh, Police Facebook page. It's it's it actually mirrors the Instagram page, but it's, it's more of the same um, with with the work police. And I know I'm on a real tangent here. Warwick Police Department Facebook page. Folks, this stuff is helpful. People react to it. You know, public's help. This is who we're looking for. It's not every time. There's some parade photos, and there's a dog and a road closed. And here's another one uh, Warwick Police Department. Someone broke into Greenwood Liquor, st- stole items. And they have photos of the individual. So there you go. Please reach out if you. Uh, You know, if you have any information on this individual. All right. I think I've made the point. I think I've made the point. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, emergency. um, Next time, instead of going to an emergency room, you can go to AtMed Treatment Care. They specialize in ambulatory medicine. Two locations. Fifteen twenty-four Atwood Avenue in Johnston, and also at Med Urgent Care fifty-seven fifty Post Road East Greenwich. I've been to that one right across from Felicia's. Now this is the difference here is the wait time is usually under ninety minutes. If you go to a regular emergency room, Rhode Island Hospital, um, wherever it's it's it, it, it's generally. I mean I, I've heard stories of people that waited nine hours at Kent Hospital, right? Ten hours at Rhode Island Hospital, and people said. Not only did they, you know, I received an email. This was back in the fall. But the guy said not only did he have to bring his grandson to an emergency room. First of all, he should have taken him to Hasbro. But he said we were the only English speaking people waiting to see a doctor. It was a nine hour wait. Uh, It's not like that. At Med Urgent Care. I would go there. I've gone there. Cost efficient health care alternative. And they do it all. Walk in routine urgent care. Minor surgical orthopedic trauma, work-related injuries. Remember, they also offer, if someone has COVID, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. Boom, you get zapped. And you feel better almost immediately. Physical exams, drug testing. It's Atmet Urgent Care, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston. Folks, we have a lot of information. We have a lot of unique content, I should say. On the website depetro.com and depetro.com, which is brought to you by the Kauisit Inn, two twenty-six Kauisit Avenue in West Warwick. Lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge. They are waiting for you at the Kauisit Inn, and they're a big sponsor on the website depetro.com. So I want to just touch on um, what happened yesterday at the Rhode Island State House. I played some of the sound uh, last hour about this whole thing. Um, with the you know the 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 gun laws that they passed, and you know someone could is this what they did? Is that going to have any bearing on shootings or anything like that? It, 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 I don't think it is. Uh, Rhode Island and Massachusetts has very strict gun laws. Um, the individuals that want to uh, continue to restrict your rights and, and want to enact gun laws, I should say, they have no interest in letting people realize the difference the difference in, um, in the different states in the gun laws. So, but what took place yesterday in that committee hearing, th- there's one part about this equation that I don't hear anyone mentioning, and that is outgoing State Senator Dennis Algier. He could have voted. He could have voted. That would have been, he could have voted no and facing no repercussions. He's leaving. He's not even seeking reelection. So I noticed the Republican Party is not mentioning that. That was a deadlock 6-6 vote. So what they did was they took it out of that and then they threw the House version to the Senate floor. But I'd like to find out, and I don't exactly know the answer. But were they able to do that because it was deadlocked? In other words, could they have done that if in fact it had actually been defeated? Outgoing state senator, Dennis Algier, he could have voted and then it would have been seven to six, no. But I want to find out about that <clears throat> because it was deadlocked. <clears throat> they were able to then send the House version of the Senate floor. Now, maybe it's possible that wouldn't have had any bearing. But it would have made a stronger, um, it would have been a, a stronger signal if it had actually been defeated instead of deadlocked. But that is the way they operate, right? This is the ends justify the means. So the Republican Party sent out an email. And again, folks, I go from trying to be supportive to just shaking my head. With sometimes their responses on things. So they've decided um, this whole business of of making law-abiding citizens criminals. I want to be very clear. These, the the gun bills that were passed, I I don't think it's going to have any bearing on the violence in Providence, right? And as we've talked about, I think there's a lot more involved. It's not one thing. But this whole business of making law-abiding citizens criminals, Um, and then so doing it down to, uh, here's what they put out. Uh, The Senate passed a bill that will cause law-abiding citizens to be charged with a felony for possessing a semi-automatic firearm magazine capable of holding more than 10 rounds of ammo. Even in neighboring Massachusetts, when it passed a law banning certain types of capacity magazines, it exempted magazines already in possession of law-abiding citizens. To pass this legislation, Senate leadership engaged an unusual scheme to circumvent the Senate Judiciary Committee, which rejected identical legislation that same day. <clears throat> legislation will now go to Governor McKee for his signature. The Republican Party has the following comment. It's rather breathtaking. A few months, tens of thousands of Rhode Island gun owners w- could become felons. I think that's confusing. Never have so many law-abiding citizens been at risk for jail time since the days of Prohibition. I still think now they're getting really confusing. Um, a few weeks ago, they, the General Assembly passed the law to expunge any criminal conviction related to marijuana possession, even though at the time marijuana was illegal. Now, at the same time, General Assembly wants to make possession of certain capacity magazines a crime, even though the magazine was bought at a time when it was legal in Rhode Island. This makes no sense. True. Not even the Democrats in mass went so far turning law-abiding gun owners and criminals. I just don't know. I don't think that argument was made strong enough yesterday. And it certainly wasn't made by Dennis Algier, who didn't even show up and vote. Could have voted in that blanking committee. I don't see anyone mentioning that. They write, what makes this so hard to believe is that a bunch of shady state house politicians, some of whom are lawbreakers, have decided to turn law abiding gun owners into potential criminals. So, this is where they decide to go down a certain road. For example, Senate President Dominic Ruggiero, who engineered getting the bill through the Senate, previously been arrested for shoplifting condoms. Now, that goes back to the 80s. Now, that is one way. I mean anyone that does that I don't know how helpful that is cuz now he uh, may that that is maybe they don't care but I've heard he really you go to DEFCON 1 or 5, whatever the extreme is when you do that, and then plead guilty to refusing to take a breathalyzer test. I, I don't know if that's the – there's a lot more problems than the Senate president than those two things. Meanwhile, Governor McKee will be signing the bill. Uh, then they finally get to the fact that he is under investigation by the FBI. There's something fundamentally wrong in a state where politicians are difficultly following the law, can pass the law. I agree with all that. But I also agree that I I just think, folks, right now, the state is broken. I don't know how else to explain it. Uh, The left is leading it. I know that um, it it is, of course, it was a sleazy maneuver. I also believe, you know, people need, there are people at the General Assembly that are running unopposed. Hopefully, this is going to get people into the game. That's that's the only thing you can hope for. But I'll also say this. It's going to be really hard to ever turn back. The problem with gun legislation is once it starts going a certain way, I think it becomes very difficult to try to stop that, turn it around. Uh, You know, if you notice gun legislation never seems to get relaxed, it just goes a little bit tighter. Maybe this is what's needed to truly get people into the game and running for office. There were too many people on the sidelines. As I've also said in the past, we have a major problem. Providence and Pawtucket are running the state. And by the way, running it into the ground. They're far too powerful with their representation. That was one of the the elements that they lied about the census that a lot of people don't realize. Not only did they lie to the federal government to keep... um, you know, Lange, the Langevin seat, of which more and more, I think Alan Fung stands a very good chance of winning that seat. Very good chance of winning that seat. Uh, I'd like to say he and Bob Lancer, I've tried several times now to reach out to the Lancia campaign. They're, they're running a stealth campaign. But I think um, <clears throat> what this really was about was they redistrict and a lot of different areas kept power. And Ruggiero, as Dan McGowan pointed out this morning, he got rid of a lot of Providence. Dominic Ruggiero, the Senate President, he feels much more comfortable having more of his base in North Providence than Providence. So, listen, here's here's another part of this that I want you to understand. And you have to ask yourself this. And this is a question that Lori White Greater uh, Chamber of Commerce of Providence fails on. This is an argument that so many people completely fail. Folks, would you want to do business with these types of individuals? You know, we watched with 38 Studios. What really happened with 38 Studios was that Kurt Schilling, they depicted him as a mark. And he was taken to the cleaners. Everyone thought that he was... Dripping off Rhode Island it was the other way around they saw him as a means to make money and they just brought him along for the ride you know he was Kurt Schilling became the the uh, restaurant owner in the movie Goodfellas that agrees to let Big Paul what, what, what is he saying I don't know nothing about running a restaurant you want me to be a silent partner boom blank you pay me and what did they do that they torched the place Kurt uh, Schilling became Davy in the Sopranos episode, right? The guy that owns the sporting goods store that gets into the executive poker game with, um, with Frank Sinatra Jr. and the doctor. And then Richie Aprile ruins the game. But, you know, Davy's into him for like 45 large, as they say, 45 boxes of Ziti, as Christopher tells him. And then they destroy and take his sporting goods store. That's the way they operate. So I think that is the biggest message here. Would you want to do business with these people? The answer is no. You can't trust them. They are not to be trusted. They're not people of their word. They pull a fast one just when you think you know the rules of the game, they change the rules. Right? You say, "Okay, we're going to go and we're going to play at the Rhode Island State House Casino and we're going to play blackjack." Fine. Here's my money. We're going to play 21. You get to the table, you cash your chips, you're ready to go. And like, oh, one other thing, after we deal the cards, at the last moment, the dealer announces whether it's a game of 21 or a game of 22. But you don't know until you get your cards. Would you want to gamble in that situation? The answer is no. Would you want to do business with that crowd? The answer is a resounding no, absolutely not. I think that is the larger issue. You know, earlier this week, Senator, uh, Senator, God forbid, Congressman Langevin was being applauded for being a friend of the business community. And Jim Langevin makes it happen for the business community. I pointed out Rhode Island was ranked 50th CNBC, 50th CNBC for business friendly states. Do you know what it's like trying to do business with Hawaii? It's not your imagination. It's a five hour flight to get out there from the West Coast. Do you know what it's like to do business in Alaska? Rhode Island is deemed more difficult to do business than Hawaii and Alaska, and we sit in between New York and Boston. However, it wasn't a Democrat that disagreed with me and took me to task. It wasn't uh, uh, someone in Langevin's camp. It was a member of the media that said, oh, no, that's wrong. We moved up to 48th. We're only, we're 48th now in doing business, not 50th. Folks, look at the mentality as the, the member of the media was there listening to that, it never occurred to them how is someone a, a friend of the business community if the business community is ranked 50th in the blanking nation? That means you're ranked dead last. <clears throat> Mindset doesn't even work that way. You know, this is, I think that's the larger question that comes out of yesterday at the State House. Would you want to do business with these people? The answer is no. And anyone that thought about it and then didn't pull the trigger on it, yesterday reinforces that. See, they say, listen, here's the process. You have to work this through committee. And then depending on the committee, if it gets through the committee, it goes to the Senate floor to be voted on. The bill on the uh, magazines, it got deadlocked, even though outgoing State Senator Dennis Algier I've always thought that guy was useless. I've always thought it was useless. And you know what he does? He pulls something like yesterday that proves to me just how blanking useless he is, even on his way out. You know what that means? It means he doesn't even have to face people for reelection. He's got a free pass to vote on anything that's spineless weasel that he wants to. But they say, well, it's deadlocked. So it guess it doesn't go to the Senate floor for a vote. Not so fast, we're gonna take the house version and vote on that. In their mind, you're dealing with people, the ends justifies the means. Here's another question for you, would, would anyone expect these people, what they pulled yesterday, do you, do you really expect they would run a fair election? Is there anyone that bel- actually a legitimate, intelligent individual that would actually believe that crowd? That they would run, and I also want to be very clear, we're talking about a statewide election. I fully expect Representative Mike Chippendale will get reelected. I fully expect Representative Brian Newberry will get elected. I fully expect State Senator uh, Jessica De La Cruz will get reelected. I'm talking about the statewide offices where they can use Providence, they can use Pawtucket, and they can use Central Falls to have a legals vote and cram through with all the ballot harvesting. That's what I'm referring to. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show is brought by J. The answer is no. There's no way these people are running a fair election. Are you kidding me? This portion of the program is brought by J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. 20 years. Are you thinking about getting your driveway paved or patio, seal coating, residential, commercial? Free quote, free estimate, letter J. J. Perry Paving, 401 732. 1730. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. Look for them on Facebook. Licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting their clients' needs, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway. J. Perry Paving. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on. 401-732-1730. Call them for a free quote. And remember, no one is better to veterans than J perry paving call them today for a free estimate at 401-732-1730 it's J perry paving so just to sum up folks right now it's 1258 and you're listening to the john dipetro show on am 1380 and 99.9 fm um it's it's disgraceful what went on uh it shouldn't be seen as shocking you're dealing with a pack of individuals and I, I don't know how else to explain this, but they are under the mindset the ends justify the means. It doesn't matter to them if they have to cheat, lie, cheat, steal, whatever, because they, the progressives, the Democrats in power, they feel ultimately they deserve and need to be in power. Therefore, thereby, if we have to have Illegals voting in Providence, so be it, because we have to stay in power. And something else that we're going to touch on a little bit next hour is the fact, here's the thing, folks. I want to remind you, this wasn't my reporting. The census reported there were 60,000 illegals living in the city of Providence. 60,000. You could fill Gillette Stadium. Do people really think they're not voting? Do you understand that there's no provision to stop them from voting? Going to talk about that. Next hour is radio only. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. Hey, later today, by the way, Jeff Gamach is going to be filling in uh for the John DM program. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. A lot more ahead on this Wednesday. Uh radio only though, AM thirteen eighty or ninety-nine point nine FM. You can listen online at the website to petro.com back after the one o'clock news.